Hello, Sandy. <laughs> hello, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> this is how every episode starts out, is me just saying hello and the guest laughing nervously. <laughs> well, it worked <laughs> again. <laughs> well, welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast again. Uh, I think you are the second person that has had a return to the podcast. Um, you were on the show like two years ago now. Was it two years ago? Yeah, it That's was before wild. your album with Comeback Sandy. Oh, uh, so. okay. So for the listeners that didn't see that or don't have the contact, Sandy is a musician and creator here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I originally met you at Shangri-La, a really beautiful music festival up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just fell in love immediately with like the, the consciousness and the positivity around your music and kind of the just general um, vibe. <laughs> I hate using that word. The word's overused, but it's, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, of your music and of you too, you know, um, you're just such a delight to talk to and be around and you, that really comes through in everything that you create. So. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. <laughs> and I, uh, I believe the same things about you. Every time that I've seen you, you come in with your positive attitude and you do things like this. You're always uplifting our community. So I really appreciate you asking me to be here today. Yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to have you back. And one of the main catalysts for that was the new project that you're working on, which is Sand. So the, yep. the, the previous project that you did was Come Back Sandy. Um, uh, that was kind of more hip hop, lyrical music. And now, do you want to try to describe the direction you're moving in with Sand and the new uh, project that you're doing with that? Sure. So, yeah, it is a little bit hard to put an exact label on it. Um, put music into genres and words. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would call it pop just because it's so, that gives it a very broad yeah, well, place is. to sit. Yeah. Um, I do pop infused with other styles i think Mm -hmm. sometimes it will be more of a folky song sometimes i might have a lyricist in there um i like the so so you have the the hourglass uh it's three songs and then you have a couple other singles and a, a demo uh, through that project. So if you look up Sand on Spotify or any music platform, it's all there. Um, tell me a little bit about those three songs and, and what kind of, because you kind of uh, range quite a bit from different styles in that. Uh, do you want to describe a little bit of that and the collaborators that you had for that? Sure. So there's three songs, Giants, Ease In, and Pass You By. Um, so Giants, I guess, is that it does draw from folk. Mm-hmm. So there's like an upright bass in there, acoustic guitar, um, like softer drums. Um, that one's that one I made with uh, some of my band members and uh, David Hawkins actually produced all of the songs and mixed oh, cool. all I of the songs. That. Yeah, so we got David uh, in there. He's very talented. Incredibly talented. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, so that's one of them. Ease in is like this beachy feel. Like I was really inspired by the Beach Boys. Mm. That's on one that of my, one. That's, I think that's my favorite one. Just okay. to kind of like play on repeat over and over again. Yeah, I think it'll kind of. feels good. Yeah, it's a feel good song. Like it's kind of like you would. I mean, we can't really do this now, but you'd want to cruise around and roll your windows down and just kind of, you know, cruise. Yeah, I got to do it one time. Uh, it was really nice last week. 
it's like 70 degrees and I was out at two rivers state park, like out way West of Omaha and, and that drive in is really beautiful. Uh, until you get like into the, you know, strip malls and stuff. But for a while it's really nice. And I was listening to that song. I was listening to those three songs on repeat with my windows down and I was like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And that's kind of what I envision for it. And especially pass you by too, mm -hmm. because I think that's like the feel good, feel good song on it because I think it does have a very clear message. Yeah. That's the one with the lyricist. On exactly. It, right? Who is yeah. that? Light pole. Light pole. Okay. Yeah. So light pole, um, is on that one. And then I also have a couple of featured artists, um, so I've got Andrew Bailey on guitar on that one and Mitch Town on the keys. So that was cool to get to bring some other musicians into it. Um, because the other songs, it was like Henry, Luke, Tony, and I, uh, playing on the songs. So that's kind of what I want to do in the future too, is just bring in whoever is best for the song and have them play on the song. So this was a good experiment just to see what it was like, but yeah, back to light pole, like, uh, and he's local. Yeah, so he is an Omaha artist. He's worked with, he has several songs out on his own, um, and you can find them on streaming platforms under Lightpole, and I think it's LP Unplugged on Instagram if you mm, want to find okay. him there. Um, he's also collaborated with a lot of artists in town too. So you not only can you hear him when you go to his stuff, you'll hear other people and be able to follow them through him so yeah I was super lucky to get to have him David suggested like it was originally me doing that part mm -hmm. not with his lyrics though his lyrics make it way better yeah I really liked his verse it was yeah his verse is so good and there's this part in there where it breaks and David put this like little like zing thing in between it so you'll have to listen for that yeah. in his verse and I was just so impressed by everybody that was on that song and on the project in general so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun to make. I I learned a lot. It took a lot of time. So I just hope I can share it with people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you can. And I and you know, now it's out there. So yes. as you make more music, people are going to be able to come back and discover that too. And I think, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, with your previous project Comeback Sandy, that was like you know, different type of music really. And I, I like think it's cool that you've kind of differentiated the new direction that you're going in and, and have been going in for a while now, uh, yeah. but that you still have that stuff there in case fans want to go back and find it. So even if, if, if you change again from sand to something else someday, it's like all of that work that you put in and all those collaborators put in is still there and yeah. people can enjoy it. Exactly. And I think I'll always leave it up because over time I really have evolved because in, in it, it's interesting that my name changes as I do evolve mm -hmm. because growing up I used to be called, like people would call me, my name's Cassandra. Mm -hmm. Maybe I explained this on the first time we got together. I don't think you did. No. Okay, this is kind of interesting. So my name is Cassandra. Growing up until I was 22, I went by Cassie. Mm. And so I just had a phone call for you listening out there from my dad and like he called me Cass because that's how people from my hometown know me so then after college I changed um I found Sandy I was like I want to go by Sandy now and then so that's where I got comeback Sandy yeah so yeah. Sandy was the name and I still enjoy being called Sandy I want people to call me Sandy but then I morph into my artist persona and then that changes into sand 
And I think someday I will be Cassandra. Like I'll want to go by Cassandra. I just don't feel like I've. I feel like that's a very like adult. Uh, <laughs> th- like when you're like 40, <laughs> then that's an appropriate name. That's, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I need to mature in my soul a little bit more to be called Cassandra because it feels like a queen name. And like, yeah, I know I am a queen, but I'm still learning how to be one. So mm-hmm. I think once I get there, uh, maybe I'll like Cassandra. But I have lots of little nicknames within Cassandra. So like Cass or. It's- you could call me Sandra, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Andra. Dra. Dra. So it's kind of a cool name to have. It is a cool name to have because that does, you're right, it has a lot of, like, you can't abbreviate Craig. You're right. It's just, my mom actually did that on purpose. My sister's name is Kate, uh, not Catherine or like something long, Caitlin. It's just Kate because she was like, well, I don't want people to like confuse them and give them nicknames. I kind of like, you know, you know, whatever. That's that's cool. It's got its own thing. But yeah, it's cool to have a name that can be sliced up so many different ways because then you can kind of pull from that same name instead of having to invent something just like totally. Yeah, which is kind of what I did. I just went deeper into my name to find different things. Yeah, it's almost like you're going deeper into yourself yeah. to find different parts of yourself. And then you have all these different like characters, you know, because we all do that. It's just you have names for them. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I, and we created other little names, like for example, like variations off of Sandy. So like one thing we sometimes, my older roommate and I, and one of my best friends, like Sammy is my personality when everything's going <laughs> wrong that day. Like, and Kathy is when I'm like being a mom. <laughs> so it's really odd, but like I have variations of my name that describe different parts of my personality. I don't look at them that often, Yeah, but it's fun to like play around with. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think we talked about the like birth of, of your comeback Sandy persona. Um, but I'd be interested to, you know, dive a little bit into what, you know, caused that desire for the evolution and kind of what do you feel this new persona and music, uh, you know, really represents? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I'll start with Comeback Sandy so I can move into Sand. Yeah. So I feel like Comeback Sandy was me beginning to understand who I was in the first place because I went through um, some things that made me feel like very low and down and sad and I had to like lift myself up from that and once I left moved to Omaha it like gave me the space to do that and that's kind of when Comeback Sandy was born Mm -hmm. it was like I went from Cassie to Sandy like I almost had to reinvent myself to feel my power again because Cassie was associated with this person that was like you know um overusing alcohol and other drugs and being in toxic relationships and so I needed to get out of that and that was one way to like just change everything yeah um and then you know that's kind of the music that came along with it of like me finding myself and like drawing on these um ideas that there is positive things out in the world and but still touching on how things are tough yeah. And also showing or putting things into the music of what I want to be. Right. You know, like hold on is about like 
um, I want to be the best lyricist in the city. Like, I want to work to be this person. Like, we're rising quickly. Like, hold on. Like, we're working towards this. Um, so that's kind of where I left off before I was uh, morphed into sand. So about two years ago is actually when I started working on the project. So it took me like a year and a half, almost two years to like announce it publicly publicly that I was like changing right yeah so I've been writing the music for this for over two years well you and you had started working with a live band which I feel like was part of that direction as well yep so I started working with the guitarist and that really helped me hone in on my writing skills so we would just meet every day and write and write and write so it's just like, you know, 70 songs later, it's like, okay, I'm starting to build a skill for this. Like, um, that's when it started to evolve. I was like, I need, I want to be something else. I want to be a band with live musicians. So I'm like, okay, I need a name for that. Like, what is this feel? What is this vibe? It's bigger than just me as a solo act, which is kind of what Comeback Sandy was, a solo act with working with producers and other artists it's a very right. a collaborative piece um so yeah I was like I need to create something more solid I want there to be drums I want there to be a guitarist bassist I want there to be keys I want it to look the same way every time we get on stage and so yeah that's about when I switched to sand so then in February um I cut my hair off and yeah, because you used to have dreads. I, like, yes. forgot. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been a while now since I haven't had them. So, yeah, I had had my locks for six years. And what I did, did that feel like? What like? Oh, my gosh. It was wild. It felt really liberating. It was super scary, though. I had had my locks for six years, and I just felt like it was ready. I was ready to change my style. Because that's a long time to have a hairstyle. Some people will have them their whole life. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and there were a lot of things that went into that decision too. But it was scary at first. I didn't realize how much I had put my worth into the way that I looked mm -hmm. because I kind of didn't feel like I was doing that. Right. But then once I took off my long hair, like it, I was like felt, I mean, I was bald. <laughs> like I felt <laughs> naked in a yeah. way. And I felt like I was a middle schooler again. Mm-hmm. Because I was self-conscious of the way I looked again. And I was like, whoa, I look so different. I don't know how people are going to react to me. I don't know how to react to myself. I feel different. Locks have an energy of their own, mm -hmm. like a very powerful, amazing energy. I was like, did I lose my power? Like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. So at first it was really scary. And I struggled for a couple months to feel confident in myself. But as time went on, I was able to build myself up again and realize that nothing changed about my inside. It's just my outside. And then once I was able to realize that and get used to it and get used to the pe way people react to me, um, I felt stronger. And a lot of people were really encouraging. Like even guests that came into Blue like were really encouraging because they've seen me the last four years. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're my regulars. and That was the restaurant that you worked at. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Work at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so my identity changed and Sand was born. Um, and the music 
changed, though I still feel like I do have a lot of influences from hip-hop, um, and I especially have a lot of connections from hip-hop. Um, it did change to more of a pop vibe, for sure. Well, and, and you know, hip-hop is so integrated into pop now mm-hmm. anyway that it's good that you have that sensibility, mm-hmm. at very minimum, to pick collaborators that... Exactly. You know, or good <laughs> and, exactly. and can add to your music and, and yep. not kind of feel like they're jammed in there. Exactly. Yeah. Like I have a, f- um, a feel for what will fit into a song, especially one that does have um, a bit of hip hop influence. And so, yeah, I think that was super helpful. And like hip hop is so powerful and amazing. Like I think it it needs to continue to be a part of our you know, our culture in a broad sense. And like, it's cool to get to meet other lyricists and hip hop artists um, because of my background in it. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I gave you a little bit of what you were looking for in that answer. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think, you know, honestly, I think the, the transformation of you cutting your hair embodies so much of the rest of the transformation that, and, and, you know, I know a lot of other people that have, have, have dreadlocks and it's like, uh, um, and also, like, follow a bunch of reggae musicians that obviously all have locks as well. And it's like, uh, I also, you know, like Trevor Hall, for example, he mm-hmm. cut his uh, locks also, which, like, he talked, actually, I was at Pyro de Mayo, or a, a Pyro Music Festival in Ohio, and he was headlining. It was just him. His band didn't show up. His band, I don't know what happened. His oh, band no. was supposed to come, and they didn't. Huh. So he was like, I guess I'm playing. So It was really cool, because he was super vulnerable, because he was like, I'm, this is the first time playing live in, like, over a year, wow. and I'm all alone, <laughs> and I'm just really nervous, <laughs> and, like, t- you know, just kind of leveled with the crowd and talked to everyone and he was like this is the first time me playing live without my locks like Mm. it was this uh you know you could tell it was a pretty you know profound experience Mm -hmm. um and like you said there's energy to it and everything as well that uh it not that it's like less than it's just different uh and your balance is different literally because you have all this weight on your head but also your energy balance is different yeah yeah so it just takes time to like um, recognize that and accept it and grow into whatever's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I love the project that you're growing into. I love, um, what I've heard so far. I'm excited to hear what you do with it next. Um, what are some of the things that are upcoming that people can look forward to? Um, and kind of, you know, where does that fit into, um, where you're trying to grow, you know? Um, yeah. So right now I'm working on putting together a live performance of the three project songs. So that's going to look kind of cool. Um, working with KPAO, um, public access television. Yeah. Um, so we're going out there to film it and basically they'll show it on their program, but then we're also going to get, be able to get the footage to put it on YouTube and Instagram. So I feel like it will give the audience a sense of what the live experience will be like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, recordings are authentic and real in their own way. However, like hearing somebody live is just a whole different thing. So I just want people to know how real it it is like you know these musicians are very talented like they can play yeah and I just, oh yeah they can you're everyone you collaborate with is i mean you you've kind of like uh 
put yourself in a position where you're friends with and collaborators with all kind of the best musicians in the city. So working towards that, yeah. definitely. And that took time to make those connections. Right. But yes, I am always looking for people who do, you know, who are experienced and who can take it to the next level. Like I'm always wanting to work with people that are better than I am because that's the only way I'm going to grow and mm -hmm. learn and become a better version of myself is by working with those people. And like, I've seen it. It's, it really is true. You know, you hear people say that all the time, like surround yourself with people, people that are better than you. Right. It does work. It yeah. is something to try. And sometimes you may think that they don't want to work with you because you're not quite to that level. But if you're really curious and want to grow and learn, people do want to help you. So it's yeah. all about just asking. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about that uh, right before we started recording, and I was like, dang it, I wish we could have got this on recording. But it's like they're in practice doing what we were talking about you doing eventually. It's like when you're in a position of, and I am I should give credit to a mentor told me this, uh, but uh, when you're in a position of leadership, it's your job. Uh, and, and in the creative space, like being a, a veteran creator or being a, a creator that's been around for a while and has a lot of skill, uh, you are a leader in that community uh, and in the world because you're creating, you know, the bleeding edge of, of the, the physical reality from all of the places we're pulling that creativity from. That's important. And part of your job as a leader is to bring other people up behind you so that because someday you're going to die. <laughs> your music's still going to be around, but it's like, uh, you know, who, what, who have you brought along with you and who have you helped up? uplift during that time that you are around and creating. Uh, and it's like most of the people in, no matter what field it's in, whether it's in business, whether it's in creative, like in music, whether it's in art, whether it's in film, whether it's in sports, like the people that are successful, you know, you're always going to have some amount of people that are kind of assholes. And it's like, but that's the minority. Most people that are, uh, have achieved anything or are on their way to achieving something, are, are very kind and generous people and they want to see more people in their space and they love it. They love watching someone grow and get better and, and seeing like allowing, helping people be the best person like version of they, themselves as an artist or a person that they can. Like that's, that's, what's really cool. So it's like, you're right. Not being afraid to like approach people. And sometimes it might be like, Oh, I'm too busy. Like, that's fine. Like mm -hmm. come back in a year, you know, don't mm -hmm. take that as a no forever. That's just a no right now. Right. And it's uh, about where your energy levels are matching too. So you may need to do some growing in a certain yeah. area and that's okay. And you will probably meet others that want to help you in the process. So we're all in this together. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I think it's just like, one thing that I'm really focused on is one, like what we're talking about, making connections with people. I think that's extremely important and there are people out there and we are in it together. And I think the other component of that to really be able to go and expand in that way is to be very aware of your mission and your core values yeah. and what you truly believe in. Because if you go out looking for help on things and somebody wants to help you, they could steer you in a certain direction, which is good sometimes. But if you haven't 
looked inside and figured out exactly what you're doing, then there's room for manipulation and there's room to for you to get off track. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm really focusing on right now. It's like I get down on myself sometimes because I'm like, oh, like I don't have the fan base that I want or this person doesn't seem like they're that interested in helping me and I'm really wanting them to be, but they're just not quite vibing. And I have to remember like that's probably because I need to go back to the drawing board and go back inside and sit with that and figure out, you know, what isn't quite connecting there. Yeah. I mean, and it might be the other way that you're just fine where you're at and they're just not resonating with it. That's true. And that's just part of. That's true. I mean, that's, that's the cool thing. When, when you, when you become more authentic and you, and you really understand what that means and continue to, that, that it never ends. Like you're always appealing away layers of other people's influence and finding, you know, yourself and, and who you actually are as a soul or as a being or whatever. Uh, and by doing that, you become this beacon that you're literally, you know, resonating at a certain frequency of actions and energy or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and by doing that, some people will be repelled by that mm. and some people will be drawn in. And that's, you know, you, you really do attract the people that are kind of, and it may again be, that it's just like, a just not right now. Yeah. Maybe they're not in a good place right now. Yeah. Or maybe you're just, you know, not fitting into what they're looking for at the moment, but you might be in the future. True. So what do you like tell yourself? Like, for example, you're wanting to work with someone and maybe you have been working with them, but it just feels like it's like pulling teeth to get things done. What do you tell yourself to like comfort yourself and keep moving forward? Yeah, I just I'm try curious. Yeah. Well, no, I deal with that a lot because everything that I do is collaborative except for this. <laughs> this is the only thing that I have total control over for now. Uh, but it's like most of the time it has nothing to do with me. They they have their own things going on and usually my thing, whatever it is, even if I'm paying them, uh, it's pretty low on their priority list or maybe it is high on their priority list it's maybe number two but number one's taking up all their time and energy right now maybe they have a family and like there's lots of things that get in the way and I just try to not like remind myself that it's not personal and also not be afraid to continue to nag people mm. uh, I think it I'm like one of those people that is naturally like very polite so I, I don't uh, naturally want to nag people but I've learned through just I'm 30 now. I've been creating, doing collaborative creative process things for like 14 years and learned that it's like sometimes, sometimes I need nagged. Like I need someone to just like, you know, remind me that I was supposed to be working on something and that they're still paying attention because I may just drop the ball on it and forgot about it. Uh, and I may have other things that other people are nagging me about. So I got to take care of those things first because you haven't brought it up. So maybe you don't care that much, you know? So it's, Seem you got to find a balance because you don't want to actually be like annoying, <laughs> but yeah. but it is like you know reminding somebody is not the same as like bothering them, mm -hmm. and then also you know just for your personal sake it's like it's not personal very rarely every once in a while maybe it is they don't like working with you or something and then I think you can feel that and it's kind of time for a conversation where it's like look I just don't think this is working out like mm -hmm. it's okay to like separate yourself from that situation. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. 
I hope so. <laughs> yeah. It's been helpful for me to think of it that way. So Yeah, because I'm like, I'm always working with people. Right, yeah. And like, yeah, in a way where it's like, it is sometimes a financial thing too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you just want to make sure you're putting those, that energy, your, just your energy and your financial energy into things that are really pushing you forward. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. You'll figure it out. It's all lessons. I work in startups, so people are throwing like millions of dollars into things that like do or don't work out. So it's like this, it's funny, like looking back at all the creative projects and being like stressed about 200 bucks or something. And it's just like, you know, it's all relative, but still it's kind of like, you know, you learn every, every time you expend energy or, or money and you, you're kind of like echolocating, right? You're like putting it out and seeing what comes back. And sometimes you're going to put it out and nothing's going to come back. And you're going to go, oh, okay, well, I don't need to go that way. (laughs) Right. Lessons. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I'm learning as I go too. But it does help to hear other people's experiences of how they navigate the world and what they're doing to overcome some of these challenges. Being independent is difficult. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, I think, you know... uh, that is the challenge of creators in a democratized creative system, right? That we're in. So you're not in that boat alone, ironically. <laughs> you're alone, but not alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like hard because it's like I want help with some of these things, but at the same time, I want to keep it local. Yeah. But then sometimes I feel like I don't know if there's people that specialize in the things that I want to do. And so it's hard to keep doing it on my own when I know it could be so much bigger if I just had a, a small, even a small team, which I do work with small teams all right. the time, yeah. but in specific areas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the local thing is tricky to figure out in any space as well, because it's like, I think you know, if you try to keep it, this is what I do. I I try to look locally. And if I can't find something that like really satisfies it locally, Mm. sometimes, I mean, Omaha is a relatively small city. Like we're, so there are just some things that we just don't have here. Uh, And maybe there were really talented people here that filled a specific role that moved to Chicago or Denver or or LA because they just wanted to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's because they don't want to live in Omaha anymore. And sometimes it's just because, you know, they want to go out and explore. I'm not even from Omaha. So people from my hometown would say the same thing about me, you know. Um, So the that can be tricky when you're trying when you're in a smaller city especially that's not primarily a creative city like Omaha is very creative and it's got a lot of art and music but you know it's not LA you know yeah yeah it's like we have such a great community of artists it's just not big right yeah so there may be just some things that you can't you know yeah I think that's a great way to look at it because sometimes I really do want to try to do things locally I think it's important to build our community uh, I think that's such a great idea like try to do things here but if you need to outsource like it's okay to yeah do don't beat yourself up about because that's local somewhere that's it's still local to the global human true. uh community that we all are so that's true especially if you look at people who have small maybe smaller businesses yeah I think that could be really helpful Yep. To those people. Definitely. Because I am interested in in small business and local business. And I just really want those people to thrive, especially after so many people 
got knocked out during the pandemic. Like, how yep. sad is that? Yeah, but a lot of people started new stuff too. So Ex- yeah, that right. is life. <laughs> people throw yeah, things end and people figure out a way to keep going. It was like in a for- like how a forest, you know, like a forest fire mm-hmm. burns down a lot of trees, but it also creates lots of room for new growth. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what just happened in our society, which obviously is like I'm not trying to minimize all of the people that they're I mean, my business that I had failed during that too. So I, I have a lot of people and a lot of my clients and stuff. It's not any small thing, but I've also seen so many people start so many cool new things because maybe they lost a job and they're like, screw this. Why am I working for someone else when I could like, they could just fire me at a moment's notice. Why don't I at least try to do my own thing? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Some of the stuff people are doing after the pandemic, you know, or because of the pandemic. So because it's true. not over. <laughs> Right. Despite what people might think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in it for a little bit longer. Yeah. You're right, though. It's like just depends on how you look at it. Like both parts of it exist, but it depends on which one you focus on. Yep. Totally. I mean, that's that's life, right? Yep. All right. Well, where can people find uh, all this stuff? Obviously, we'll have it in the show notes and, and all that. And we talked about it at the beginning, but I want to remind people. Sure. So, um, you can find all of my music under sand. Right now, you'll need to type in Hourglass with that on music platforms just because sand, um, it won't just pop up for you yet. Mm-hmm. So just having to build that brand and it will eventually. Um, you can find me on, uh, I will be posting on Instagram at, at Sandiverse. So it's like universe, but with just sand at the beginning. Um, I also have a website which will post the link Um under this or near this podcast yeah. somewhere around this podcast um but yeah please check out my website and my youtube i'll be posting more things more content on there um i think that is it of where to find it great i think that's that's good uh yeah check out the show notes and everything like you said it's somewhere around the podcast <laughs> i don't know exactly where it depends where you're listening right uh, well, thank you for uh, coming, Sandy, and, and it's good to hang out with you and talk a little bit. And, uh, you know, I feel like we could talk for hours, but, you know, you, don't, you probably don't want to listen for hours. Maybe you do, but uh, yeah. we got we got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity again. And, uh, yeah, just appreciate what you do. All right. Bye. Peace. <laughs>